When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Make sure you follow us wherever you get your audio podcast. Just search FFSN, that's Rather Cavalier. Give us a five-star rating on Apple and Spotify. Also, check out our cast shorts on the Nordall's YouTube channel. Now let's get to it. Cleveland Cavalier fans, thank you for joining us for another edition of That's Rather Cavalier Podcast. I'm one of two. I'm your co-host, Tate, a.k.a. on on the That's Rather Cavalier Podcast, Uncle Tate. (laughs) We got the little felly, Relly Hall, Hall with us, a.k.a. Nephew (laughs) Relly. Relly, what's happening, man? I'm doing, you know, I'm doing good. I'm tired. But I'm doing great, you know. <laughs> man. I'm doing great. You, you say you tired? You've been hibernating like hibernating like a bear, man. We ain't seen you in a minute. <laughs> it feels like that way. Do it. <laughs> it feel that way, but yeah, it was like, I don't know. It feel like <laughs> feel that way. <laughs> That's you all been, I you been, you been uh, keeping up with the Cavs, man? Oh, for sure. Um now the Cavs has been frustrating me. Yeah, man. <laughs> but I have been keeping up with the Cavs. And we're gonna and we're gonna get into it. Shout out to to all 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 the people watching on the Know It All YouTube channel. Uh, you know, if you listen on audio, follow, download on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, wherever wherever you get your audio podcast. We greatly appreciate it. But man, really, so let's get into it real quick about these cats, man. I don't think I know the past couple shows I, I did solo. The last one I believe I did was after the win against Golden State. And they swept Golden State. Mm-hmm. On their on that West Coast trip, they lost the first game against OKC. OKC swept the Cavs. The Cavs sweep Golden State. Then they go to Sacramento the first game. They lose 132 to 120. Man, did you watch that game, Rally? Mm-hmm. Sacramento smashed them, man. Mm-hmm. It was not nice, man. I mean, I think they shot like almost almost 59, 58% from three-point range. Mm-hmm. I mean, Sacramento was just having their way, man. It was talk after that game, man, that JB might be fired. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> I mean, I mean, because this is it's like a continual thing, man. They just play soft. Just like the Knicks last year, we got huge expectations going into this season and they still can't get like granted there was injuries to Darius Garland and Jared Allen the first the first week of the season first week and a half but now they get all the pieces of ice has been hurt I think because if they have anybody tough ice is that guy and he's not tough tough 
He's just the toughest on that team. <laughs> yeah. You know? So, yeah, man. So, but let me ask you this. They got smoked. Mm-hmm. Um, if I look at the stats for that game, Donovan Mitchell only had 22 mm-hmm. and two rebounds. Evan Mobley had 16 and 12. I like the 12 rebounds for him. Darius Garland had like five or more turnovers and assists, and he had six assists. But yeah, that was the first game that uh, De'Aaron Fox came back to. But so let's just say they got smoke and we'll move on. But I want to ask you, how would you feel if JB got fired? Honestly, if JB Bickerstaff got fired, I really wouldn't be stressing over it. <laughs> like, like that's that's where I'm at because it's like we've seen for the past couple years. He's just how he how he rotates is weird. How he game plans is weird, and how he deals with essentially the playoff contender teams in the NBA. You know what I mean? Like, you know, it's those teams where you can kind of tell the players just take over. I can go to stay like, and I'll watch a little bit closely too with these other teams because I do a lot of fan do. I do a lot of sports band. <laughs> so you like, you start like looking at the intangibles, but then you look at like a team like Sacramento. I think they, they, they've shown us so much trouble because JB Biggerstaff don't know what is a, a gritty team for the Kings. Right. And the Kings are just like, they're really they're like Indiana, but an upgraded, like a more talented version of them. So it's like, hey man, Mike Brown was coach of the year last year. He was. Mike Brown was coach of the year in Cleveland, so that's two for him. And last time he was in Cleveland, I couldn't stand Mike Brown. I felt like he was like JB Bickerstaff is now. <laughs> but yeah. now, He's I would want Mike Brown. <laughs> I would, man. <laughs> I would want Mike Brown too. I would want Mike Brown right now, man. But that shows you what happens when you when you able to uh, learn from somebody. Unf- I guess I gotta give Steve. I do gotta give Steve Kerr his flowers. Yeah, <laughs> but he's like he's been under he's been under so many different head coaches now. Well, I yeah, think he, that's that's giving him like enough time to really say, all right, I really see what works, what doesn't work, yeah. and like truly like how to really coach players. Like, because I think Mike Brown, tangent. I think Mike Brown is more of a players coach. Oh yeah, uh, players like him. Yeah, I, li- I, li- I listened to something on this podcast, the All the Smoke podcast. Stack Stephen Jackson, mm-hmm. he loved Mike Brown because he was an assistant <laughs> in, in San Antonio back when they was winning championships. Mm-hmm. Oh, he loved he, and you know, and you know, Stack is tough. Stack <laughs> is real. He loved Mike Brown. So I'm like Mike Brown must be all right then. <laughs> you know what I mean? I thought he was just a little, little, little soft little cupcake coach. I thought I gotta put respect on Mike Brown's name, man. But hey, moving along, yeah, to the next game, man. It was Portland. The Cavs going to Portland, and they should beat Portland. I think Portland was playing without Scoot Henderson and one another one of their best players. So the Cavs didn't do nothing special, but at least they won, right? Yeah. Get the easy Uh, ones. In that game, Donovan Mitchell had 34 points. Six rebounds and four assists. Mobley had 21 and 12. I like Evan rebounding, man. Mm-hmm. Jared Allen had 11 and 9. So between them, that's 30 and 21. I'll take that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Off the bench, Le- LaVert's huge off the bench. So far, LaVert's the MVP, man, to me. 
I mean, for six of sixteen, that's not looking really good. He's the MVP. Uh, seventeen points, eight rebounds, six assists. Uh, yeah, I don't think it looks like Garland didn't play that game. I don't. Yeah, I don't. I'm all the games. Yeah. I think Garland. He- Garland didn't play that game. So, but yeah, like I said, so Levert was the catalyst of that win to me. And Donovan Mitchell always going to have, you know, be the high score most times and stuff like that. So they go to Portland to get a win. That finishes off the West Coast road trip. Now we travel back to downtown Cleveland in Rocky Mortgage Arena and we play the Pistons last night. And they beat the Pistons 108 to 100. Uh, the Cavs jumped out. The Cavs played a great first first half, man. Mm-hmm. It was like fifty nine to forty five, and then they let they get the to around. Yeah, got yeah. Let, let them let them come back quite a bit, man. I don't understand what that was all about. Donovan Mitchell didn't play last night. Mm-hmm. Maybe maybe that's part of it. Darius Garland scored twenty eight. Darius Garland scored twenty eight with three assists. But again, Evan Mobley, 18 and 10. Max Struess, 18 and 7. And I we're gonna talk about what Max Struess did, man. So before we before we play this video of Max Struess catching bodies the past couple games, I want to give a shout out to the Bally Sports Ohio crew, John Michael, Austin Carr, and Brad Doherty. And here's John Michael on the call of Max Struess catching bodies. Into the paint, comes back outside to Struess. Levert. Levert deals to the corner. Extra pass. Struce is there and ready to shoot. Rattles out. Mobley got his hands on it. Tried to save it. Does. Struce in the basket. Oh my goodness. He had one in Portland. He has this here tonight. He had one in Portland. He has this here tonight. Typo <laughs> on the Struce last name. Uh, but you know, you got an idea of what it was, man. What what'd you think about? Did you know Max Struce had an enemy, man? I'm gonna be honest, I didn't know he had that type of bounce. <laughs> oh no, I didn't think he had that type of aggression on him. Cause that yeah, last one, man, I like that last one. <laughs> that one last night against yeah. the Pistons. Yeah, <laughs> I like the last. That was crazy, man. <laughs> yeah, man. Here. Here, here you was always talking bad about Max. Hey, man. I got to give him his flowers, but I was wrong. <laughs> yeah, you got to, man. I mean, I would say he's probably been the, the third best player. Obviously, Mitchell, Levert, and then I think Struess. Everybody else been inconsistent. Even if Darius Garland have a good game, he's been inconsistent. Yeah. Even if Evan Mobley have a good game, like he has the past two. But he'll score 21 and get five rebounds. Come on, man. You can't get five rebounds. Come on, Evan Mobley. <laughs> you can't get five rebounds. What you think, Riley? I th- I think uh and I think that Pistons game is what really like if you if you show back that uh that picture, right? Of the Pistons game. Uh-huh. I think the biggest problem I have with the Cleveland Cavaliers is that they settle a lot. 
right? Like, they don't just go ahead and kill teams. And I don't know if that's an issue of the player's motor or if that's a if that's an issue with J.B. Bickerstaff game planning. Like, I'm not sure. But it's, like, a, it's an issue with J.B.'s ability to motivate these players, man. You think Eric Spolstra players playing like that? Oh, uh, of course. No. Shoot. That's why the Heat fifth seed in the East. <laughs> And they yeah, and they got all, and they got all they talent po- like like if you really and I know it's early I know it's early I know it's early but like when you look at the standards from both sides Western East but particularly Eastern Conference some of these teams in in that in the yeah, in the think, race I of the play think, huh I, th- I think I got a slide with the with, with the last with the four to four to ten seed in the East if we can pull that one up that might be slide six there it go see that's a problem that is a <laughs> like Indiana, I kind of I made a video like before the season started. Like I kind of seen like Indiana being a team because they just gritty and it's like you look at the pieces they had, you can kind of tell it was it was gonna be that way. But like Miami, yeah, but I, I mean, I, I anticipate Indiana being a playing team. I mean, For we sure. need to flip swap, flip flop with the Pacers. If you look at this, I, I agree. I mean, we, right now we're a playing team with the Knicks, the Hawks, and the Nets. Yeah. And you got now, we, better than at, at minimum, we should be up there where the Magic and Pacers are. Good thing in is 12 games in and it's 70 more games to play. So we can Absolutely. change that. But yeah, man, I don't I don't get it, man. I don't get it. I don't I don't get it. Well, I don't get it, but I see why we're at where we at. <laughs> like, yeah. like we're like Every game we've lost so far this season has been entirely on us. Like the phrase that that like the phrase that we lost it more than they wanted is is capitalized in Cleveland right now. Very applicable because like it's a lot of games like we we've literally just gave away. And then this game's like the piss is like yes we won absolutely, but looking at the first half, should it have really been that close? Like one hundred eight to one hundred. Like it's right. the Pistons, like <laughs> like it's the pit, like no disrespect, but it's the Pistons. It's like, the Pistons. Like we play around too much for us not to be a team that's like this pitting our foot on necks. Like we just, I don't know. Like especially for a team that went out the way we did in the first round, we should almost be like fiending to like set make statements on team, especially the right. piss poor teams like Portland, uh, Detroit. uh Orlando, give or take. I know that's that'd be high in the air because they're I mean they they have improved, but like compared to us, it's not many teams in the NBA that really should be just like, all right, we shouldn't be competitive with or we're not just better than at least on paper, I would say. But right. You know. I mean, yeah, we're supposed to beat the Pistons. <laughs> we're supposed to beat I guess I got to put more respect on, on OKC in Sacramento. You know what I mean? I think the Pacers swept us twice. But as we look at things, we're going to get into what you want to talk about, the Cavs roller coaster ride of the season. That's why this show is titled the Cedar Point Cavaliers. If you're from Ohio, Northeast Ohio especially, <laughs> you know about Cedar Point. You know about all the roller coasters. And the Cleveland Cavaliers has have been a roller coaster ride this season. So we're going to come back and talk about that and preview the game against the Denver Nuggets later today. Um, What else, really? Yeah, oh, I want to talk about the uh, the, 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 the tournament. Oh. 
the in season tournament. The Cavs are one and one. Yeah. They lost to they lost to Indiana. They beat Detroit. They play Philly on Tuesday. Indiana's two and zero in the playing tournament in 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 their in their, in their group in our group because mm-hmm. they beat Philly and they beat us. <laughs> so yes, yeah, so we'll talk about that. We're gonna take a quick break. When we come back, Relly will take over, and then I'll be answering his questions. He'll he'll lead the rest of the show. So we'll be right back after this. For everybody tuning in, I would like to thank y'all for listening to That's Rather Cavaliers. For all of you that's listening on Pandora, Spotify, iHeartRadio, Apple Podcasts, like I said, I would like to thank you. And if you got that time, I need you to hit that share button. I need you to share it to any person that has never heard of That's Rather Cavaliers because we got a lot of amazing content. Today, we've talked about the Cleveland Cavaliers. We've talked about their, their bads, their good. But we still got a lot of important stuff to talk about because the Cavs has been a huge roller coaster to start the season. And with Uncle Tate, I got a lot of questions to throw to you. But before I really jump into the conversation, it was a statement you made earlier about the Indiana Pacers and the Cavs and really the the in-season tournament. And the first thing I really wanted to quickly talk about is I had literally just got home. (laughs) I had just got back to Cleveland when I seen that first game. Now, that is another example of where I believe Cleveland once again has shown that they should be putting a foot on necks on teams like Indiana. Don't get me wrong. Indiana is a gritty team. I see a lot of potential in them, and they are going to make the playoffs, in my personal opinion. But if you watch the second half alone, For the Cavs, minus the last couple seconds of that game, you really realize that that should not have been as close of a game as it was. Because the Cavs, yes, they had their moments. They let let Tyler Halliburton hit about five threes in the last three minutes. (laughs) Because they they don't aggressively defend the line. That's why Sacramento shot 60% from three on them. Mm Mm-hmm. And, and if you ever notice, is always those teams, like a Sacramento, those gritty teams, since those New Yorks, those Pacers, those Miami, all those type of teams that literally does gonna get, literally get in our chest, it gets us problems, which is a problem by tough, itself. <laughs> tough, tough teams that play with heart give us problems because we're not tough and we don't play with heart. <laughs> I'm Hey, I have no rebuttal to that, man. You know what? I think for anybody, all the all the listeners in, maybe we need to just take a trip to East Cleveland. You know what I mean? Maybe the whole team just need to, a trip to East Cleveland. Maybe that's what it is, yeah. right? Maybe it wasn't just Jared Allen. Maybe it's the whole team. Yeah, no boys to get yeah. chased up out of there, man. Like, <laughs> let your boy, I don't even know if he can coach. Let your boy Oakley come back home and be the coach, man. Charles Oakley. You know what? That, that actually would be a great idea. Actually, hey, I'm full of great ideas, really. You know this. That's a great idea, you know? Because <laughs> they need, they do need something. Yeah, they need something. Like, they, they really, 
and I don't know if it's a player. I don't know if it's a coach. I don't know if it's somebody like assistant. I don't know, but they need a fire. They need a fire like right now, or it's going to be like I, the cast is going to make the playoffs, but we're not going to make a deep run. If we're, if we're, if we're unable to get somebody that's truly going to say, Hey, this is not our culture. It's just not going to happen. And which is why <laughs> we've got a lot of questions about this, right? Because it's a lot of Cavs fan. Well, to really start it, the Cavs got a lot of potential, right? We've yeah, seen sure. promise on defense. They're yeah, they're talented. They're good on defense. We see what they can do on offense. You know, we've they've made the moves to get Max Drews and all, all these other teams. To, well, all these other players to really make their make their team very diverse, right? But from what we've seen, right, with a 6-6 six, six start, what do you truly expect from the Cleveland Cavaliers this season? You know what I mean? Because as much as we've seen the potential on both sides, we've seen the struggles on both sides. And for a Cav team that, honestly, this is probably the most talented we've been in a little, in a little while since probably our Bron tenure, like – What's up? Like, what would you say, Uncle Tay? Like, it's like, what's going on? And what should we be expecting out of Cleveland Cavaliers right now? Oh, man, it's hard to say, man. I mean, like like we just said at the end of the last segment, when we were talking about the, you know, the the uh, Eastern Conference standings from teams 6 to 10, the Cavs are 8 right now. Mm-hmm. I don't anticipate they stay at 8, man. I feel like when the season started, I thought they had 3-2 potential, seeding-wise. Now I'm more of the belief maybe they're 4-5 again. Hmm. You know what I mean? But I think they'll – I think Cream always rises to the top. I think even Orlando and Indiana are playing really good right now. I think they'll they'll, they'll come back down to the the median. And they'll, you know, they'll be a – they'll be a 44-46 win team in Cleveland – so still get around 50, 51 wins. So I think they'll they'll eventually pass. Because I mean, let's it's 12 games in. It's about it's about chemistry and cohesion. Everybody had to play completely together. Like we said, Allen and Garland were out early. Mm-hmm. Then Donovan Mitchell's dealing with his hamstring. Matter of fact, he's gonna be out tomorrow against Denver. Um so when everybody gets healthy, Ice been out, your boy Ice. Ice been playing good this year. You know, Ty Jerome has a play, so we've been playing a lot of Craig Porter Jr. And he's been playing well, but he's a rookie. Mm-hmm. So I still think the Cavs are a four or five seed by the time this thing is up. But yeah, they got to start playing better, though. But all right. And then I'm going to ask you then this then, because I agree. I think it is early. Um, the Cavs should be shaking it off, you know, because I do think the Cavs are going to be a playoff contender. They're going to make the playoff. But when we talk about the playoff, and ultimately this is what matters for teams like Cleveland now, Milwaukee, Boston, all the teams that knows they're going to make the playoffs. But did you just say Cleveland, Milwaukee, Boston? Like, we don't even belong with that in that sense no more. True, but I'm just saying all the all the teams that we, we feel like in the Eastern that's going to be in that playoff, Probably we're, we're uh, yeah you're right we're not gonna be in that higher F, uh, for sure <laughs> but like do you think now like from what we see it's early but do the cows right now to you look like competitors in the playoff 
or do we just look like a, another first round exit? Well, depending on the matchup. I mean, if we play Milwaukee or Boston in the first round, we outie. But see, theoretically, it's looking like Philly gonna be good again this year. Yeah. So Milwaukee, Boston, Milwaukee, Philly, one, two, three. We gotta get four or five. Depending on we play four or five. Say it's the Knicks again, say it's Orlando or the Hawks. We should be able to win. We should be able to win that series. But what if it's Miami? Because Miami looking like they might they might be that four or five-ish spot. I think we'll beat Miami too, man. I think we could beat Miami. We should beat Miami. They old Tyler Hero don't scare me. Jimmy Butler, he not consistent. Bam is their best player right now. I think Evan Mobley should be able to D-Bam up or Jared Allen. I think they think well. Miami's gonna play good because they're well coached, but the top three teams we lose to, no matter the round. The other teams we should be able to beat if it's in the first round. <laughs> okay. Okay. And then you know, obviously, Bleach Report they still think we're gonna make the off. So it's like <laughs> they still think we competitive. They just think it's a huge slow start, slow start for us. Um, Probably a lot of Cleveland fans, a lot of people who tune in to the Cavaliers, you know, it is a slow start, but we still have a lot of problems that, like, even with the slow start, we know is just going to be there, right? Like, like our rotations still suck. Our, our way to realize that we should just beat teams is just not there. And like you said earlier on the show, our heart is still questioned, right? We don't know... Who is our dogs? We don't know who's really going to get in people's chests. We don't have that. That's non-existent. Like we say, it's Isaac Akur, but take that with a huge grain of salt. You know what I mean? So it goes to this, right? Because Cleveland Cavaliers weirdly has been in a little bit of entanglement. Not really, but really been in entanglement because out there in Chicago, they saying they might just blow it up. (laughs) They might blow it up in terms of DeMar DeRozan on the block, Zach Levine on the block, Alex Russo on the block, Vucevic on the block, and one of the players they kind of just linked to Cleveland, and it's a couple other teams as well, like the Lakers, the Clippers, and et cetera. They said Cleveland might be eyeing a player like Alex Caruso to try to, one, give them another uh, perimeter defender, but two, to also give them a player that may – that has that experience of like being in tough moments. Essentially, he would be Adela Vadova <laughs> for us. Do you think Alex Caruso would be a player the Cleveland Cavaliers should pursue this season? Man, really, I like Alex Caruso, man. I mean, he bring a little bit of that dog we don't have. You said some we 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 don't know if we have heart. Well, that's the answer to your question. If you don't know, you don't have it. <laughs> you know what I mean? Absolutely. If you don't know, you don't have it. Absolutely. I mean, you know, if if somebody if somebody come up and slap me in my face, you're not gonna say, "Man, I wonder if Uncle Tate gonna do something." Yeah. I mean, if you got heart, win or lose, you're gonna do something. <laughs> it don't mean you can't be whooped. You know what I mean? But hey, you gonna know I got heart. Like, dang, he went, he he went at whoever it is. You know what I mean? So you saying we ain't gonna see no Rudy Go Bear Dream on Green moment, huh? Yeah, we we Rudy Gobert. <laughs> I can see you can see Jared Allen getting choked out. Evan Mobley getting choked out. 
The only one who get choked out is Donovan Mitchell and Max Struess. Maybe Karis LeVert. Not because they tough guys, just because I don't think they're going for it. For sure. But yeah, man. So if you if you got one there by heart, you don't got it. But uh, I do think we still playoff capable. We're gonna be a playoff team. I'm not worried about that. Absolutely. It's time to start stringing some wins together now, though. You know. Yeah. yeah. So that's this, what... this, this we need to get off this roller coaster. <laughs> yeah, that's all it's been. It's, that's all it's been. It's like, like I said, anybody that's betting, doing a lot of sports betting, you see it. You have to, especially from other teams. Um, but when you really tune into your home, to, my favorite is Cleveland. This is my city. You know, you realize how much of a roller coaster it is because it's teams. We should be pinning our foot on next. We don't. The teams <laughs> that has a little bit of competitive edge, we struggle. And then a team like Golden State, because it's weird to me. It's like we beat Golden State, but then we struggle against a team like Oklahoma. You know what I mean? Like, it's just it's just awkward to me. Or we beat Golden State, and then we struggle to close out against a team like Detroit. Like, why? <laughs> and which leads me to my last point, Uncle Tate. And we've talked about this throughout the show, right? We know right now the Cleveland Cavaliers, the teams that's ahead of the Cavs is the Pacers, the Heat, the Magic, the Knicks. Should we be concerned? I know it's early, <laughs> but right now taking everything that we see right here, is it a problem that these teams right here that on paper are not better than us is ahead of us? You ask is me, that, is it a problem? Yeah, is it a problem? Yeah. I don't think it's a problem. I really think... They just those teams just go off to good early season starts, right? Cavs got to a bad start. They got off to good early season start. I think, like I said, when things, you know, it, when, when 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 stocks shoot up, it's gonna come back down a little bit and then it's gonna steady, right? Same thing if you start down and you're a good stock, you eventually gonna come up. Mm-hmm. Just like you know, bad stock that shoot up, it's gonna come back down. So. The Cavs will be all right, and those teams will, will fall back to where they're supposed to be in the playing where, you know, we're going to flip-flop them, like I said earlier. So I don't think it's anything to worry about. I think just based off talent alone, the Cavs are a playoff team. But, man, to, to be a contender, they might need to switch that coach out, man. Well, I feel like we got we already got the topic for next show, huh? Yeah, man, we <laughs> We we can get into it deep about JB, man. <laughs> I don't mind. Yeah, it might be about his time. <laughs> it, hey, man. I think it might, it might be. be about his time. It might be, really. But, hey, man, before we get out of here, let's take one more quick break. Then we're going to come back and just preview the game against the Denver Nuggets later on in the day. And we're going to get out of here. And we're back on the That's Rather Cavalier podcast. Your boy, Uncle Tate, nephew, Relly, then gave you some 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 calf juice for from the past few days. And now today, Relly, we play the defending world champions, the mm-hmm. Denver Nuggets. So it's, it's at home. 
Uh, okay. The Nuggets are 9-3 second Eastern Conference. They're tied with the Minnesota Timberwolves. The Timberwolves are 8-3. I'm not sure how they're how they're first, but they I mean Denver's not any games back. Maybe they beat Denver. Maybe they have a tie break against them and they got a half game. I don't know. But they're 93. They're playing good this year. Jamal Murray's hurt though. Mm-hmm. But your boy, man, Joker. Average averaging almost and Diamond Mitchell's gonna be out tomorrow. We said that earlier. But uh your boy Joker, man. Averaging 29.7, 14 rebounds, and 9.2 assists. That's ridiculous, man. <laughs> it, it is. I mean, <laughs> see, then I, to me, this this where the heart test come in, right? Is Jared Allen and Evan Mobley together going let, to let them do that? Aaron Gordon played a four. He played with some heart. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I think Max Struess can probably D Michael Porter up. Michael Porter up. Michael Porter don't like when somebody get at him. He likes to be get open threes. Don't get him a lot of open shots, but I'm not worried about him putting the ball on the floor. And with Mobley and Allen defending the rim, Struess should be able to get up in him. You know what I mean? Darius Garland theoretically should have his way with Bobby Jackson. Mm-hmm. And I uh, Karis Levert probably get the start. He should have his way with uh. No, I like Caldwell Pope. That should be that should be even matchup. So, yeah. how you see this game, man? I'm gonna be honest with you because I I've, I've I've watched a couple of uh, Denver games, uh, <laughs> and when you look at how Denver offense and defense flows, especially through Jokic, like Jokic, how he gets every single one of his stats is just like he's bullying you every yeah. single possession, like. When, it's crazy because with no athleticism. No, yeah. yeah. And he's doing it to some top-tier talent, like, and it's nothing they could do about it. Bro, he does it to everybody, not just Every. top-tier talent. Every. Everybody. <laughs> it is not <laughs> that's a problem. Like, you're not you're not gonna force Jokic to play a way he does not want to play. It's like it's like he's showing the like it's not happening. Like they try to make him run faster, he's not doing it. You try to make him run a little bit slower. He's not doing like he's he's gonna bully you every single time. He plays at his own pace, and it's and it's nobody that's gonna change it. And his team, I feel like he has probably the perfect team around him too because everybody works with him. Like Aaron Gordon, he knows he's gonna get the ball. He knows he's gonna get some lobs. He's he knows like and it shows with a defense because he's he's aggressive on the defensive end at that position. Michael Porter Jr., he knows he's going to get the ball. He knows he's going to get some open threes. He just got to hit him. Yeah, because you got a double joker most teams. Yeah. You got to double him. <laughs> and that leaves a problem because that means somebody's going to cut. So if you sleeping on defense, Aaron Gordon's gone. If you sleep too hard on that on that perimeter, which Cleveland has a tendency of doing, Michael Porter uh, Michael Porter Jr. got a three, or maybe KCP got a three. Or, so, so it's that – dude, That dude, Christian Brown. <laughs> Hey they, man, they loaded. They they are like they really are. So I agree with you. That Denver game is going to be a statement game for the Cavs. Reason being to me is because this is the higher echelon team of what the Cleveland Cavaliers' problem is throughout the season, right? How do we deal with teams that are gritty? How do we deal with teams that are going to get in your chest? Denver is going to be that team. 
They're going to do that. And they're going to test everything we've tried to build. Like how bad, how good is our defense truly? And how good is our offense? Because this is going to be a slow paced game. Technically, theoretically, it's going to be a slow paced game on the offensive end, but on defense, it's going to be almost like how disciplined is the Cavs. And it's going to be a testament of how JB Bakerstaff is going to use his rotations because Denver is not a team <laughs> to just use six guys and just call it quits. Like, that's just, huh, you can't huh. do that on Denver. You just, especially with Donovan Mitchell out. So, Levert in the starting lineup, you got to use, you got to use, man, who? Craig Porter going to play. Tristan, the boy Tristan Thompson going to play. He's going to go get five or six fouls on Jokic. Everybody. It's going to take all hands on deck. And this is what you call a gut check. We can call it a heart check. We need to know the Cavs need heart. But it's at home. No Donovan Mitchell. Absolutely. Denver probably don't really care about it. You need to come out and give maximum effort and try and win. But with that one, really, we're not going to give no predictions. We're just going to watch tomorrow. The game <laughs> is at 6 p.m. So the Browns have be, will be have done playing the Steelers. It'll be off. So Cleveland fans, check it out on Valley Sports Ohio. 6 p.m. from Rocket Mortgage Arena. And for myself, Uncle Tate, the little fella, nephew Relly, we about to get out of here. We'll be back sometime later, middle of the week probably. And we may, maybe after the Philly game, the next day or that night after. But until next time, let's go Cavs. Let's go Cavs. Let's go Cavs. <laughs>